Welcome to the Advancing Surgical Care Podcast, brought to you by ASCA, the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association. ASCA represents the interests of outpatient surgery centers of every specialty and provides advocacy and resources to assist them in delivering safe, high-quality, cost-effective patient care. As with all of ASCA's communications, please check to make sure you are listening to or viewing our most up-to-date podcasts and announcements. Hi, I'm Charlie Leonard, a member of the ASCA Public Affairs team. On this episode of the Advancing Surgical Care podcast, I'm pleased to welcome Ann Cole and Dr. Tom Blasco as my guests. Both Ms. Cole and Dr. Blasco are with Surgical Directions, a leading ASC consultancy. Surgical Directions sponsored this podcast so that Ms. Cole and Dr. Blasco could share their experiences and offer their professional insights for ASC seeking to successfully partner with their local hospital. As ASCA members know, there are several different ASC ownership models, and hospital partnerships are but one strategy for viability and long-term success. We hope to feature other models in future podcasts. With that introduction of our topic today, I'd now like to introduce our guests. Ann Cole has more than 30 years of professional nursing experience in hospital ORs, post-anesthesia care units, GI, central sterilization, labor and delivery units, as well as ambulatory surgery centers. In her practice, Ann helps clients improve case volumes, onboard new physicians, and adopt essential continuing programs. She also specializes in perioperative processes and more. Dr. Tom Blasco is an anesthesiologist intensivist with more than 40 years of clinical experience working in and managing tertiary care level hospital operating rooms, critical care units, and freestanding ambulatory surgery centers. As a founding partner of Surgical Directions, working with scores of clients, Dr. Blasco has become a recognized leader in successful organizational improvement of patient-centric surgical care. Ann Cole, welcome to the Advancing Surgical Care podcast. Thank you, Charlie. I'm glad to be here. And Dr. Blasco, welcome to you as well. The same for me, Charlie. Thank you both. Uh, With that, let's get started. Ann and Tom, can you give our listeners an overview of the factors that you believe are encouraging hospitals to pursue partnerships with ASCs today? And vice versa, why an ASC might want to pursue a partnership with a local hospital? Anne, can you share your thoughts and experience, and then I'll ask Tom for a follow-up. Sure, Charlie, thank you. So most recently, we've seen how essential ASCs have been to the healthcare industry with uh, COVID and the shutdown of all elective uh, surgery over the last year. Um, In the background, the ASCs have stepped up and uh, were able to help facilitate those essential surgeries that needed to be done in an environment. And as a result, our physicians found that they were comfortable there, that it is a viable option for them to bring their patients, and they liked it. And uh, that's great for the uh, that's great for the ASCs. Right now, the hospital only CPT code list has released more cases that can be brought to the ASC, and so we're going to start to see the physicians migrate out to the ASC. As a result, the hospitals are going to see a decrease in their revenues. They're going to see a decrease in their cases, the utilization of their ORs, and hospital leaders are going to start to look how can they recapture that revenues that they're losing. As we talked about cases going out, uh, we realized that only 10 million of the 60 million procedures that we uh, perform each year remain in the hospitals that have to conform to the two midnight rule. 
Tom, any comments you'd like to make? I have a few. Um, first of all, COVID not only um, gave the, the, the proceduralists a new experience uh, in, in the ASC at times, but COVID basically, uh, it was almost like a two by four across the forehead of hospitals that we really depend on our elective outpatient surgery. And when they lost that with that three month hiatus, when most elective surgery was was canceled in the United States, hospitals became acutely aware of their vulnerability. What's interesting is that more than half the cases, procedures done in, the, in hospitals in the United States this year, probably over half can be moved out to the ASC or the office. In addition, there are two government mandates that are really affecting patient movement from the hospital to the ambulatory environment. The first is charge transparency, which was mandated by Congress and CMS. It started out pretty slow, uh, but now um, it's been mandated to be consumer friendly. Um, I'll give you an example of this. The first one is of a, a hospital, of, of an ASC, and it typically charges, and I know these numbers, between five dollars and $7,000 for a tonsillectomy and adoidectomy. We were at a hospital last week that actually charges over $50,000 for the same procedure that could be done in an ASC. That charge transparency will affect where patients and physicians and payers will direct their surgical preference. Additionally, there is something that's not really well known right now, but it's, it's circling through the courts. It's called site neutrality payments. And it was first passed by Congress in 2015 and has been in the courts ever since. Hospitals, the American Hospital Association have been fighting against it because it would mean that all outpatient procedures, whether it's done in the hospital, the HOPD, the ASC or the office would get the same amount of revenue, the same charge fee. That will dramatically affect and accelerate the movement of patients to the outpatient environment. So we're obviously seeing a lot of change. Uh, historically, I think we would all agree that ASCs and hospitals have been competitors more often than collaborators. So today, in addition to independent ASCs, we have management companies with multi-facility ownership, hospital-owned ASCs, ASCs with hospital partnerships. This is really changing the, the healthcare landscape, at least for, for outpatient surgery and procedures. What do you see happening in terms of these relationships today and where they're going tomorrow? Well, um, I'll give you a quick 50,000 mile view of what currently the, the market is. And, and in the ASC industry of the 6,000, almost 6,000 ASCs, approximately 60% are still privately held, usually by proceduralists. And these facilities typically are single specialty, like a gastroenterology center or a, a cataract center. Now, there are some multi-specialty centers, but most of the 60% is, is single specialty. Approximately 20% are owned by the big management companies like SCA and AmSurge. And the last 20% are, are owned by hospitals. And this is either a full ownership or a joint venture ownership, but this number will likely change dramatically. For the first time in many years, patients and payers are now driving care out of the hospital into the ASC. We had about a 10-year hiatus in, in growth that uh, ended about 2018, and now there's an accelerated movement of patients to the uh, ASC. So the ASC is going to be faced not only with new volume, but new specialties, new technology, and new requirements for, for uh, staff training. Uh, it's going to be a very different environment once all is settled, and we can get into some details on that a little bit later. And anything you'd like to add or uh, things that people are looking over the, the hill to the, you know, the next year and years beyond? Sure. You know, the one thing I'd like to say is that the ASC industry has managed the outpatient platform very well. 
over the years. They've focused on excellence, patient and physician satisfaction, and efficiency. And the platform has proven outcomes and has very and it has structure in place. The physicians new to the ASC, I think, are going to be very comfortable in this environment, and I think they're going to thrive in the environment. So it's going to be a very positive option for the physicians as well as the patients. And let me follow up. Uh, we've talked a lot about the hospital ASC relationship, but I think we all know that central to this is the physician and the physician's relationship to the patient. And so there are incentives for the physician to, to move to the ASC model as well um, and, and to continue expanding with partnerships. Could you talk for a moment about how physicians are incented to adopt this model? Well, I think there be, can be a couple models. Uh, first off, um, physicians um, longstanding have been interested in partnership with the ASCs. And so uh, they have that opportunity to share in the success of the ASCs. And it appeals to some physicians. Um, however, the overall atmosphere is very much patient-centered care. It is dedicated to excellence by the ASC industry. And, um, you know, they want to attract those physicians that have those same goals and bring those patients that want that level of service. So being able to be a partner within an ASC is attractive, but also understanding the excellence in the service and care that the ASCs give to the patients is also very attractive to, to the physicians. You know, the patient setting is one of comfort and low stress compared to what they may see and hear in the hospital areas. You know, there's different noises, the acuity of the patients, it's just how it looks is very different. And the overall atmosphere is really contributes to that individual patient experience. So Tom, could you also give us a physician's perspective with your colleagues, former colleagues? Obviously there are some financial incentives in the ASC model and in partnering with the hospital, but uh, other considerations that a physician might have. Well, I can sum it up in a single phrase. I don't feel like a valued customer, but I've heard that hundreds of times out of surgeons and proceduralists mouths when they talk about their experience within the hospital. Um, hospitals are by necessity, you know, uh, catered to, you know, the complex cases, the add-ons, the emergencies. And as Anne said, it, it's, it's not a, a very friendly environment at times, especially for elective outpatients. We should also comment on the, on the difference in terms of the outmig. It's, it's going to be specially specific, the rate of outmigration. For example, orthopedic surgeons, typically only about 20% of them are, are employed by hospitals. That means 80% are, are in private practice. Only about 20% currently, as of today, orthopedic procedures are done in ASCs. That number is expected to increase to over 60% by 2025. On the other hand, cardiologists, another big group, they're mostly owned by hospitals. Uh, they're employed by hospitals and they really don't have a, a lot of urgency to leave the hospital because of their employment to move into the ASC. So you're going to see different rates and different times various specialties are going to begin to embrace this new ASC environment. I think that's pretty much sums up the proceduralist view of, of uh, the ASC market. You know, Charlie, if I could add to that, in the ASC, the patient satisfaction rates have been traditionally mid to high 90%. And in the hospital setting, their patient sat really ranges in the 50%. You know, patients uh, in coming back to their physician's offices for their post-op call shares their experiences, their satisfaction, how great they were treated. 
And that encourages that physician to continue the relationship with the ASC, and it encourages the patient to tell their friends about the great experience they had at the ASC. As well, you know, patients are fearful of the hospital right now, so this is a perfect time for those ASCs to embrace these new physicians coming out and wanting to partner with them and uh, get them hooked on that ASC environment. It's, it's really uh, very positive for the patients right now. Well, that's a good segue into my next question, which is, so we've, we've talked a lot about the differences of the two settings and what appeals to physicians in terms of practicing in the ASC. But uh, part of our focus today is to talk about uh, the pros and cons of partnering with the hospital, because there are pros and cons and benefits to that type of arrangement. So maybe if we could get into a little bit more of the details there in terms of the factors that you would encourage an ASC to look at when evaluating whether or not to, to have a partnership. Tom, do you mind taking that first? Yes, and you know, I've spent you know, a number of years working in a, in a surgeon-owned ASC environment, helping to open them. And so I, I have a, I've heard their comments over and over again about how they, if and when they want to have a relationship with a hospital. First of all, what can hospitals offer an ASC? Well, the first thing is obviously deep pockets because many of these new technologies, whether it's vascular or neuro or the robot or um, you know cardiology, these all require extensive investment in high-tech uh, equipment. Additionally, although it's been within the uh, hospital for a couple of decades now, the electronic healthcare records, it's still a fledgling industry within the typical ASC. Hospitals could and can help ASCs adopt the paperless healthcare record that they have been resistant to because of the cost in the past. I think additionally, hospitals own a lot of managed care populations, and these populations can be directed towards the ASC and speed growth. Obviously, hospitals can uh, help with insurance negotiations. However, the biggest con that I see is that when hospitals begin to really dabble in managing ASCs, that's when the ASC uniqueness and culture can be affected negatively. That's the biggest con. So help us with money, help us with technology, but stay away and let us run our own business. So um, I guess some folks like yourself help try and smooth out some of those rough edges in relationships like that. That's correct. And Yeah, you know, I'd like to add a, a couple of comments here because, you know, it will be a new day uh, in the relationship between the ASC and the hospital. And, uh, you know, coming from both sides of the world, I understand um, how difficult it may be. But we have to embrace that hospital and say, you know, how can you help me? Because I really don't have the greatest experience with cardiology, just never been part of what I've done in my past. The advanced orthopedic cases I may not have ever had experience with. So I'm, I'm going to depend on the hospitals to help me out as we partner with those same physicians. So um, the cost of supplies, how to obtain the supplies, working with um, those uh, value stream purchasing uh, from the larger systems to get best prices, you know, they can help me do that. One thing that I fear is that as the hospitals lose those cases, they are keenly aware of their utilization of their ORs and their staff. And sending the staff home consistently at the hospital site is not going to work. I mean, people are dependent on their paycheck. So if a surgeon is uh, at the ASC to you know, two days out of the five of the week, and now I have downtime for those staff, what am I going to do with that staff? And oppositely, the ASC doesn't necessarily have that expertise in that, uh, those procedures with their staff and their ASC. So can we consider leasing 
from the hospital, those critical staff to do those higher acuity cases. So I think that's a new world. I know some ASCs do lease from a hospital staff, and I think that's something we need to consider and talk about with our hospital partners. Again, I think we have to do a, a really great business plan, looking at the return on investment, taking a look at what um, equipment I need, the expertise of the staff, the disposables, the reusables, specialty sterilization, so all those things. What's going to be my break-even point for the huge capital investment? So we have to really think about that. And as well, we have to think about that patient. How are we going to choreograph their stay at the ASC and going home? How do we optimize them to make sure they're in the best shape to go home? And so really partnering with our anesthesia teams uh, to make sure that we have the right pathway and making sure that we're in coordination with our physician plans. So the, the world has changed. We've, we're moving away from competition and more towards collaboration. And it sounds like we're, just, we're likely to see more of this. Um, thank you both uh, for lots of good advice and guidance for the kinds of questions that ASCs need to ask themselves not only financially, but I think Tom touched on, you know, culturally as well, how, how ASCs operate and are gonna to continue to operate in the future. So thank you both. Um, that's about all we have time for today. I hope this podcast discussion will be helpful and informative to ASCA members who are either partnering with a hospital today or considering a partnership in the future. Once again, I'd like to thank Ann Cole and Dr. Tom Blasco and their consulting group, Surgical Directions, for their sponsorship and support for the production and distribution of this podcast. Until next time, please wear a mask, practice social distancing, wash your hands, and please make sure you get vaccinated as soon as you are eligible so we can all stay healthy and safe.